0: Welcome to Renewing Your Mind with the Word of God podcast, an in-depth study of the Word of God. The program's name is from Romans 12, 2, which says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Welcome back to Renewing Your Mind with the Word of God. God podcast. I'm Brother Arnold, your host. And this is a podcast where we are taking a verse by verse, chapter by chapter study of God's word in his in the Bible, currently in the book of John out of the New Testament. Specifically, we are in chapter 7 of the book of John, and we're going to pick up in verse number 27. But before we do that, I will like to remind you, as I always do, that you can listen to at your leisure, at your convenience, any past episodes of this podcast and of our two other podcasts. That's the God Revelation podcast, which is a podcast about a verse by verse Chapter by chapter study of the book of Revelation and that revelation is the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in our other podcast the Holy Spirit podcast which is an in-depth look at the third person of the Holy Trinity and that's the Holy Spirit you can go back and listen to download and listen to while you are on your way to work coming from work at the gym. Uh, if you can, at work, wherever you would like to listen to past episodes and future episodes, you can find them on our website, at renewyourmindministries.org, or on any podcasting platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You can tell Amazon, uh, Alexa to play. Renew Your Mind with the Word of God podcast and she would do so as well as the other podcasts. Anywhere you can listen to a podcast, iHeart, anywhere you can listen to a podcast, all three of these podcasts should be there. You can also find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash renew your mind ministries INC. That's re that's facebook.com forward slash renew your mind ministries Inc. and as i always like to do i want to encourage you to please tell someone else about the podcast if you're listening to this podcast and you're interested in studying the word of god and this in these podcasts have been a blessing to you to get a better understanding of the word of god share that with someone we often share everything else what's going on in this world with individuals, but rarely, unfortunately, do Christians themselves share the good news about our Lord and Savior Jesus with others or just talk about the Bible. And this is your opportunity. If you know someone out there that is hungry for the Word of God, tell them about this program. Or a non believer that may have an interest in the Word of God, tell them about the program. We did not, uh, if you claim to be a believer, You just didn't wake up out of the bed and say, I'm saved. I'm going to put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. No, it did not happen that way. You came to faith because someone shared the word of God with you, specifically the word of God about his only begotten son, Jesus. And by hearing that word, the Holy Spirit was able to open your heart to put your faith and trust and confess jesus as your lord and savior that he died for your sins and that father god raised him from the dead because he was perfect and how did you come to that saving knowledge by someone sharing the word of god with you about those things and so others need to hear that and you don't have to be in a quote-unquote church building to hear the word of god about his son jesus christ through podcasts like this the word is going forth in this world as our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ commanded it to go. And so do your part by telling others about podcasts like this where the word of God is being taught. Don't be afraid to do that. We're commanded. And I think it's in the it's in the outro at the end of these shows, Mark sixteen fifteen, where. Jesus commanded his disciples, which we are, modern day disciples of Jesus, to go and spread the world his word throughout the world. And that's that commission has been going on for the past over 2000 years now. And it's going to continue to go on until his return to this earth. So I encourage you share the share the podcast with someone else. It didn't cost you anything to do that and they will be blessed and you will be blessed. All right. So let's get back to. John chapter 7 we're going to pick up in verse number 27 but before we do let's do a recap of where we are thus far um, in the past couple of episodes Jesus had performed the miracles he confronted the people about why he had Um, While they were following him, that they were following him for entertainment, they were following him for selfish purposes because he had healed them, because he had uh, fed them, not because they had ultimately, and I'm sure some, but most of it, as we have seen in these past episodes, weren't believing in Jesus as the Messiah. He was a form of entertainment to them. He was a form of free meal to many of them. And when he confronted them and ultimately told them who he was and tried to stress who he was, which is the son of God, and that he was ultimately coming to die for our sins and that those who believed in him shall have everlasting life. And he used the analogy of drinking living water, his blood eating his body, which represent his sacrifice. And many, because they were thinking fleshly and physically, did not get what he was saying was symbolic and spiritually speaking. Many of his so-called disciples, which means students, left him. According to the word of God, they say it was a hard saying because they thought he was literally talking about drinking his blood and eating his body. And so many of those so-called followers left Jesus. And so it was time for the... One of the annual Jewish festival, the festival of Tabernacle had come up and Jesus brothers was encouraging him to go down and do his stuff, his miracles, quote magic. I'm using air quotes what they probably would have thought he was performing down in Jerusalem because during this annual Jewish festival the Jews were required to return to their holy city their capital of Jerusalem to participate in this festival and he told his brothers you all go on and I'll come later and he actually went later and began to teach in the temple and you got to think the scene at this time in Jerusalem and what we and what I'm doing is giving a a um a recap of where we are so when we continue you have the context in which what we're talking about today um uh, Took place in and so you have hundreds of thousands if not millions of people in the city of jerusalem who've come for this festival and jesus is now there the pharisees are waiting on him because they they know he's jewish and therefore he has to come and so they're they're on the lookout for him and eventually he he does show up and he's teaching in the temples and the people are amazed because they know jesus is not has not gone to one of these religious schools that the pharisees have gone to to become these great religious leaders and teachers and they're amazed at his knowledge and he tells them where his knowledge come from no i didn't go to one of your local religious schools my knowledge come from the father himself he sent me and the people in the crowd and particularly the pharisees were enraged because they knew jesus was claiming to be god when he said he was sent by god and so that's where we're picking up in this episode. Jesus is still teaching in the temple in Jerusalem during the Feast of Tabernacle, And the Pharisees are trying to get him because they want to kill him. And he exposed their plot in the last episode. And when he initially said, why are you all trying to kill me? Many in the crowd were saying that he was crazy, like who is trying to kill him? But as we saw in the last episode, as he began to teach it, some in the crowd knew of the Pharisees' plot to kill him because they said, Isn't that the guy that they're trying to kill? And when they say they, the religious leaders at that time, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes, they were trying to arrest and kill Jesus because one, he claimed to be God, blasphemy. Another reason, because he was breaking their man made rules and threatening the power structure of the religious leaders. And so, and the people were beginning to believe in him and they were jealous. Point blank, they were jealous because Jesus was getting the attention that they wanted and desired and had had up to him coming. And the mere fact that someone would dare to believe that he was the Messiah and would follow him instead of them, they were enraged. And so they're trying to kill Jesus and ultimately they will kill Jesus but you know what that was a good thing his death burial and resurrection would now allow us to be able to accept that sacrifice as our own and have our sins forgiven where well, we wouldn't have to take the penalty of eternal death where well, we could now have eternal life because of that sacrifice and have eternal life with God, the father and with Jesus living in a perfect world that eventually he's going to establish on this earth. That's what we see in the book of Revelation, in that podcast, the God Revelation podcast. That's ultimately what that book is going to lead up to. It talks about in the beginning, those things that have to take place on this earth. And then finally, Jesus returning what this world will look like once he returns. The world that we all want now, a perfect world, which we will never have. As we have known, if you don't know by now, human history has shown us we will not have a perfect world where there's no more stealing, no more murder, no more sickness, no more dying. That's not going to happen until our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, come physically to this earth a second time and establish his kingdom, kingdom forever. So that that's podcast. I digressed on that. So that's where we are here. So in this episode, we are still in Jerusalem. The city is a buzz about Jesus, this man named Jesus, because people heard about the miracles. You know, they didn't have the Internet. They didn't have TVs. They didn't have cell phones. So it was a lot of word of mouth. A lot of word of mouth. It was all word of mouth. (laughs) Not a lot. It was all word of mouth. No one got on the telephone during that time. No one posted on the Internet. These things didn't exist. They were talking about Jesus. And it was a big talk because you had this man that came out of nowhere performing all these miracles and and it's spreading these miracles could not be denied we will see in the word of God even his enemies could not deny these miracles because the people that he healed they knew that man who had been sitting in front of the temple for almost 40 years crippled they had seen him there for all those years so when he got healed they knew that was a real miracle they couldn't deny the miracle at one point they're going to say since they couldn't deny that these miracles actually took place they're going to say he was doing them by the spirit of the devil because they just did not want to believe that God, which didn't make any sense, could be sending someone to heal, sending the Messiah that these religious leaders supposedly should have known about and should have anticipated because they were the so-called so-called quote unquote scholars of God's word during that time. The old, what we call the Old Testament, which predicted and prophesied about the Messiah. And when he showed up, they didn't recognize him because that shows they were not really spiritual. They was doing these things so they can have a high position in society. They weren't really interested in God. They weren't interested in the things of God. These were tools to set themselves above other people to get in these positions of power and prestige and have people give them special place and privilege and honor. And Jesus even pointed that out to them. So that's what we are. All right. So in our traditional sense, what we're going to do is read the verses we're going to cover today and then come back and break them down. So if you have not already done so, I would encourage you to do so. Open your Bible or your Bible app to the book of John, chapter seven. And we're going to start reading in verse number 27, which says. But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. Verse number 28. Then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out. Yes, you know me and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him because I am from him and he sent me. Verse 30. At this, they tried to seize him. But no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. Verse number 31. Still, many in the crowd believed in him. They said, when the Messiah comes, will he perform more signs than this man? Verse number 32. The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Jesus said, I am with you for only a short time. And then I'm going to go to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you will not find me. And where I am, you cannot come. Verse number 35. The Jews said to one another, where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What did he mean when he said you will look for me, but you will not find me and where Am I? You cannot come. Let's pray. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we just thank you. We praise you. We honor you. We just lift up your holy name. You're great. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being our God. Thank you for your power, your majesty, your peace, your grace, your mercy, your patience, your love. Thank you for your only begotten son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you would Obey the Father even unto death, allowing your holy life to be taken for our sins. We thank you for that. We thank you and we praise you for that. Father God, we just thank you for every listener. And we just ask that you would open up our eyes, our ears, our hearts, our minds to better receive and understand your word and apply it. We thank you for this time in the mighty name of Jesus. We give praise and thanks and honor. Amen and amen. All right. So let's go back to. Verse number 27, again, Jesus, we're picking up where Jesus is still teaching in the court of the great temple in Jerusalem during this. Festival of tabernacle or booths, and so there the city is abuzz with many, many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that have come in for this. For this celebration of this festival. So Jesus is teaching in the temple. The the Pharisees are there. He's exposed their plot to kill him. And so he's continuing to teach. And so this is where we're picking up. All right. John chapter seven, verse number 27. But we know where this man is from. When the Messiah comes, no one will know where he is from. And what some of the people were talking about in this crowd, the Jewish tradition, suggested in error because it was not true that the promised one, the Messiah or the Christ would come, would appear out of nowhere. And so he would have no, no background and people wouldn't know anything about him. And so what they're saying here, this could not be Jesus because Jesus, they knew Jesus, they knew his family. And therefore they were saying he could not be this Messiah because based upon this incorrect Jewish tradition, The Messiah, No one would know where he was come from. And since they knew where Jesus was from, Jesus couldn't be the Messiah. That was some were saying in this crowd that Jesus is speaking to. And that's what verse number 27. However, and you must understand and know the Old Testament prophets, in fact, predicted where the Messiah would come from. So this that's why I say this Jewish tradition was inaccurate. The word of God told them specifically where he would come from. And he did come from there. In fact, we will see later on in verse number 42, others in this crowd will point out. That the word of God, their Old Testament, what we call the Old Testament did, in fact, or does, in fact, say where the Messiah would come from. Moving on to verse number 28 in John chapter seven, then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out. Yes, you know me and you know where I'm from. I am not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him. It's hard to tell if Jesus is being serious or sarcastic in that in this verse when he says, you know me. In the sense, you may know me as Jesus of Nazareth, but you don't know me as the Messiah. You don't know me as the son of God. Yeah, you may know where I'm from, but you don't know me in the spiritual sense of who I am. So it's hard to tell where Jesus is saying was he being sarcastic or serious when he say, you know me, he could have been both. In that sense, we also see in this verse that Jesus tell God's chosen people, the Jews, the the Israelites, that they didn't know God. Their rejection of God had resulted in a rejection of the one who sent him. And we're going to see that's another reason why the Pharisees are going to get mad, because these were the religious leaders. How dare Jesus tell them they didn't know God? But he was right, as we already know. Moving on to verse number 29. But I know him. Because I am from him and he sent me. Jesus is telling the crowd that he knows God the father. That he's delivering a message from God the father. He comes from God and in fact he is God. And the Pharisees understood that. I don't know if the layman quote on layman in the crowd understood everything Jesus says. But these religious leaders knew what he was saying when he claimed these things. And that was another reason why they wanted to seize him and kill him. Because in their mind he was being blasphemous moving on to verse number 30 at this at this they tried to seize him but no one laid a hand on him because his his hour had not yet come these were the religious leaders of Israel the Pharaoh, the Pharisees that were so angry at Jesus that they hated him They hated him and they wanted him arrested. And we see several times in this book of John. John is one of the original 12 disciples of Jesus who wrote this book, also wrote 1 John, 2 John, 3 John and the book of Revelation, the same author. We see Jesus escape the arrest. Now, the Bible doesn't give much details on how he exactly escaped capture and arrest. Many times it said he they didn't touch him or he was able to get away. So we don't know if it's by intervention of the Holy Spirit or he just blended in with the crowd and got away. We don't know exactly the details of how he got away. We just know that he was able to get away. They were not able to arrest him until such time as his hour come. And this hour was his sacrifice. So they're not going to get better, get Jesus until his time for them to get Jesus. But they do. They give do give an explanation of why they wanted to give Jesus. They hated him. They were angry at him. He was bucking the power system. He was getting more attention than them. They were being used by Satan at the end of the day. But Jesus is going to be obedient to God's timetable. He has an hour in which... He is going to be give up his life for our sin. And that hour at this moment had not yet come. It will come some six months later when it will be at the Passover where he would be the sacrificial lamb for all of humanity, for those who would trust in him. That's his hour. And that hour had not yet come. That would happen at the Passover, not at the Feast of Tabernacle. Moving on to verse number 31. Still, many in the crowd believed in him. They said, when the Messiah comes, will he perform more signs than this man? The Gospel of John uses the term signs in reference to the miracles Jesus performed in order to prove himself as the Messiah. So in other words, if you look at the book of John, we started with the Uh, the 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 turning of water into wine the healing of the of the the various people the feeding of the people with the uh the two fish and five loaves of bread all those were signs to the people that jesus was the messiah because no one was doing those things no one could do those things those things as nicodemus said had he had to come from g had to come from god because no other person could perform those things and yet if they had not come from god so this verse was saying he has to be the Messiah because he's performing all these miracles. And if the Messiah come, could he could do more things than this? So we see a sense of people and we're going to be and we're going to and it actually say later, many people are going to believe Jesus. Because of those signs. All right, look at verse number 32, the Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about him. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees sent temple guards to arrest him. Jesus actions have already created a problem for the religious leaders of Jerusalem because people are starting to believe in Jesus and they're questioning going back to our last episodes, they're questioning whether or not the religious leaders, the Pharisees, do they actually believe in Jesus because they weren't doing anything about him. As I mentioned in the last episode, you can imagine Jesus was not the first person to show up in the scene to claim to be the Messiah, to claim to be whatever that the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees, had to deal with. And they dealt with him through arrest, through execution. And they were seeing the people were saying, hey, Jesus is saying all these things. We know the Pharisees are mad at him. The rumors are whispers, And yet he's still openly teaching because he's out in the open in the main part because the re- the Jerusalem was the religious capital of Israel. And so he's right in the midst of their main religious building, which is the temple, teaching these things and openly defying them. And they're not doing anything. So the people started wondering, they must believe he's the Messiah, too, because they're not doing anything to stop him. So the people, when they hear the people whispering and believing in Jesus, they were mad. And so this verse, verse number 32, said they sent the guards to arrest him. But we know that's not going to happen because, again, what his time had not yet come. But that's how mad they were at Jesus. They were going to get rid of Jesus. We're going to arrest him and ultimately we're going to have him killed. And ultimately, that's what is going to happen. It's not going to happen. In this episode, because what his time had not yet come, he had an appointed time in which to die and he's going to fulfill that appointed time let's move on to verse number 33 of john chapter 7 jesus said i am with you for only a short time and then i'm going to the one who sent me jesus is telling them in about six months which will be at the next passover he will become the passover lamb for all then he will go back to god the father who sent him but they don't understand this i don't think even his hardcore disciples the original 12 john peter uh, bartholomew so uh Andrew, so forth and so on, they're in the crowd as well, and I don't believe they all. No one really understood what Jesus was talking about. They didn't understand, even though he had told them that he was going to be sacrificed, even though he's telling them things. They don't truly understand what he's telling them. But he's that's what he's referring to in verse number thirty-three. He said, "Hey, I am going. Eventually, my hour is going to come. Shortly, when, I, when Passover. He didn't specifically mean Passover, but we know that's what he's he's he, he's." thinking and in meaning that he's going to sacrifice his life he's going to give his life up for ours and he's going back to the father hallelujah all right let's move on to verse number 34 you will look for me but you will not find me and where i am you cannot come and they're going to be wondering where is he but he's going to be in heaven and they're not going to better go there until such time as if you believe in him Upon their physical death of their body, their spirit, man and soul will go to heaven until he's reunited with a glorified body upon his second return. And if you don't fully understand that, just stay tuned. Listen to the God Revelation podcast because it talks about all that. God is so wonderful and, and just awesome. He tells us in his word, his plans from the very beginning, through Genesis, all the way through Revelation. He tells us what's going to happen he, through his, the centuries, through His prophets. He told the people of Israel, the Jews, what was going to happen. And surely those things have come to pass and everything that he has said will come to pass. He has not. He's never left us in the dark. It's just a matter of the time in which these things would take place to transpire. Will we, Would our physical bodies die before some of these things happen? Yes, for some of us. Others, no, we will live out through history to see these things take place. And we can know looking back from the prophetic words of the Old Testament, did they come to pass? Yes, they did. Will the ones that have not yet come to pass come to pass? Yes, they will. Why? Because he is God. He didn't have to lie. He cannot lie. So if he said these things will come to pass, guess what? They're going to come to pass. All right. Moving on to verse number 35, the Jews said to one another, where does this man intend to go that we cannot find him? Will he go where our people live scattered among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? Jesus, Jesus's teachings on spiritual topics are often misinterpreted in a purely physical way. For example, in other words, we know 2020 20 hindsight what Jesus is talking about, but picture being in that crowd. In Jerusalem, in the temple and hearing this man, Jesus, what he's talking about. I'm going away. You're not going to better go. You look for me. You won't be able to find me. They don't know what he's talking about. So when they hear that thing, like they think he's going to leave Jerusalem and go among the Greeks. or so Some translation may say the Gentiles and Gentiles and Bible speak is anybody that's not Jewish. And sometimes they refer to him as Greeks. And they were wondering in this verse, and when it says the Jews specifically, not necessarily all the Jewish people, but specifically the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees, the priests, the Sadducees, the scribes, they were wondering well, where could, where is he going to go? They're not thinking he's going to heaven. They think he's going to leave Jerusalem and go to some Greek place or some place outside of Ju- Jerusalem and start teaching them because he was teaching. They recognized he was a teacher. He was teaching in Jerusalem and he was teaching in that general area. They was thinking about when he says that he must going to mean he's going outside of Jerusalem. They had no idea what he was talking about. All right. Now, final verse, verse number 36 out of the book of John, chapter seven says, what did he mean when he said you will look for me, but you will not find me and where I am. You cannot go. And again, these are. typical. This is More the Jewish leaders repeating these things in the crowd in general. And Jesus's comments have confused them because again, he's talking about spiritual things. He's talking about ultimate, his death, burial and resurrection. They have no idea what he's talking about. So they are thinking physically he's going to leave the area and go teach to the um, teaching in with Gentiles or the Greeks, which ultimately His Word will be teached to the whole world outside of Jewish people after His death, burial, and resurrection. Matter of fact, that was the Great Commission to go outside and and teach about Him to the whole world, which has happened over, which is still going on over two thousand years later, and will continue to happen until His return. But when He says, "Where I'm going, you cannot go. You cannot come." A lot of them was thinking that He was going to kill Himself. He was going to commit suicide. So people. As we have seen over and over again, really didn't understand a lot of time what Jesus was talking about, especially when he was talking about his death, burial and resurrection, which not had occurred. And when he was talking about spiritual things, they was thinking that he's talking about literal, literal, physical things. And so they really didn't understand Jesus many and many times. All right. So next episode, we're going to finish up this chapter, chapter, and then we will be through for this year. We will pick up in 2020. 23 later part latter part of january early part of february we would take our break for the holidays and then we would come back and start and continue to if the lord says the same continue to teach his word out of the book of john and we're going to continue to teach it if the lord says the same till we get to the book of john then we go to the book of acts and so forth and romans and keep on going if the lord says the same teaching and preaching about his only begotten son jesus let's pray father god we just thank you for this time we thank you for your word we thank you that you bless us with your word. You're the great mighty God and creator and that you would leave us with your word to inspire us, to transform our lives. We just thank you for you. Thank you for that father. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we can read about you and see how great you are. You're great. You're awesome. We love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, if you're listening to this And you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now is your time, brother or sister, boy or girl. If you feel that tug on your heart that, hey, I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to put my faith in him. I trust in him. If you feel that in your heart, do it right now. The word of God says, if you call on his name, that you confess him, that you shall be saved. saved from what? His wrath. But not only that, it says that once you do that, you have are born again a new spirit that will allow you to confess and put your faith in Jesus Christ and so you if you're hearing this word and you're saying hey that's me I, I want to put my face publicly confess my faith and trust in Jesus Christ do it right now don't wait do not wait because the next moment is not promised to any of us, any of us, so do it right now, and you can do it right now if you believe it, and say this prayer after me, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I am a sinner, and I repent, I have rebelled against you, and worthy of death, but now I accept your son Jesus Christ sacrifice for my sins that he died for my sins I accept and believe in that that he's your only begotten son that you sent him to die for me that he died for me that you rose him from the dead I accept and believe that Jesus I accept you as my lord and savior I thank you for forgiving my sins I ask you to forgive my sins I put my faith and trust in you. I thank you and I praise you in your holy name. Amen. And if you said that prayer and you believed it. Meaning that you have you believe that Jesus died that you were a sinner. You have disobeyed God. That Jesus died for that disobedience. You've asked him to forgive your sins and he has because his word said he has. And you are now a part one. You're a new creature. According to the word of God born again, a new creature. Born into a new family, a holy family, his family. You're saved from his wrath that's going to come on this earth. You have eternal life with him. Hallelujah. Those are just great things. You should rejoice Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. And regardless of your eternal or external feelings, if you believe those things and you confess them according to God's words, you are saved. It's not based upon a feeling. Nowhere in God's word does it say feel like you're saved, but you should rejoice because think about what just happened. You, as all of us, prior to accepting Jesus Christ, was on our way to hell forever. Forever is a very long time. It's forever. No ending. But now, but now, but for God and Jesus, you will have eternal life with him. Now, this physical body, sure enough, may die. Not may will, unless you're here during the rapture, it will die. But the new you, the spirit man, the true you. Will live forever. And matter of fact, you will ultimately or eventually have a new physical glorified body that the new spirit would be reunited with that will never die. And if you don't understand all that, don't worry about it. Just believe it's true because it is, it's found in God word and tune in to continue to listen to podcasts like this. Continue to, or listen to the God revelation podcast where we talked about that and you will get all that. No one, when they first came to, Christ understood everything about him. And no one now, no matter how long you've been a confessing Christian, understand everything about our God. Because we as the creature cannot fully understand everything. But through the Holy Spirit and revelation, he's revealed a lot to us. But it takes time to study earnestly, seek him and study his word. And then you come to knowledge about other things about your God. That's why once you get saved, that's not the ending point. You have to grow in your faith grow in your knowledge of God how do you do that by studying his word the Bible by prayer by those things by listening to podcasts like this that studies where we take a, a deeper look into the word of God you learn these things it happens over time that's part of our Christian walk it's not when you get saved the end you close the Bible you never open it up again no that's just the beginning of your faith walk that's the most important part but then you by studying his word, you learn these things. No one, when any of us got saved, no one can say, yeah, now I know everything. I don't have to read my Bible no more. I know everything about God. I don't need to no. It comes through a study. Studying his word, prayer. And you get to learn about who your God is. It's a lot to learn about him. A lot of great things about him. And you learn about Studying his word he's in his word he's given us his word he's shown us who he is in his word that's the point of this podcast so we can learn about our God we're learning about him together and thank you thank God that we can in some places it's illegal to talk about and study Jesus you can't we live by the mercy and grace of God in a free country right now where we can openly confess our Lord and Savior Jesus and study and learn about him we should take advantage of that we just don't realize how blessed we are to live in a country where we can do that. In other countries, people are being killed because of the name of Jesus. Can't get a Bible because they're banned. They're illegal. But we live in a country right now where we can study the word of God. So we need to be doing those things so we can learn about him and telling others about him. Someone told us we need to tell others But if you've just now accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I continue to pray. Prayer is not a formal thing. It's just, just talking to your father in the name of Jesus. Just talking to him. It's not no formalistic ritual things that you got to sound a certain way and speak a certain way. God is not impressed by that. God invented words. So he's not impressed how we say our words. He wants us. That prayer is more for us than him. There's nothing we can tell him that he didn't already know. But that's our time to humble ourselves before him, to communicate to him, to recognize that, hey, I need you. I am grateful for you, God. I need to hear from you. So when we humble ourselves and talk to him, that's where we grow in our, in our, in our spiritual life. And when we read his word, we learn about him. So I encourage you as a new believer and as an old believer, wherever you are in your Christian walk, to pray to your God, to read his word, join a local assembly of believers so you can worship him together, set his word together, listen to podcasts like him, like this, and learn about him. I thank you for your time. I praise God for you. I thank you for listening. We're going to have one more episode and then we'll be finished for this year and we'll pick up next year. Until next time, pray for me and I pray for you. Thank you. We pray that this Bible study has blessed you. If you have a prayer request, you can email it to renewyourmindm at gmail.com or mail it to P.O. Box 721143 Jackson, Mississippi 39272. Remember, you can hear current and past episodes at any time on our website of renewyourmindministries.org or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Audible, and Google Podcasts. We encourage you to tell others about the program and share our website of renewyourmindministries.org. Jesus says in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. By telling others about the program, you are doing your part to spread the gospel into all the world about our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Until next time, This has been Renewing Your Mind with the Word of God.